podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a special match preview in association with BT Sport for Villa's trip to Turf Moor on Wednesday to play Burnley. BT Sport is broadcasting every Premier League team twice in 10 days, including Burnley v Villa at 6pm on Wednesday the 27th of January. With BT Sport's monthly pass, Villa fans will be able to watch three Villa games and everything else on BT Sport for the next 30 days for just £25 with no contract at all. To sign up, have a look at the link in the description. Go to there and it should tell you exactly what to do. BT have got Burnley v Villa, Villa v West Ham and Villa v Arsenal coming up. So it's a good time to sign up and get yourself involved with BT. I've got Dolan with me as usual and Villa obviously great to get a win on Saturday night against Newcastle. Coming into it now with confidence high after that win. But Burnley are going to have some confidence as well because they completely disrupted Liverpool last week. Ending that massive home stretch that, that Liverpool had that home record. It's going to be a tough game, isn't it? Yeah, it's always tough for me like to say they don't score that many goals themselves but they just defend so resolutely and they, and they defend as a team and you know looking at the um the key players in the pitch i think you know it'll be the battle of the goalkeepers i think nick pope's been absolutely outstanding this season as he has done for the past few seasons um likewise emmy martinez you know another clean sheet on um, on saturday night um you know just feels so assured and so confident when i watch aston villa play because when there's a ball in the box, he just commands that area so, so well. Um, but now with Burnley, I mean, they've had a, quite a rich uh, history of of, um, of producing good, good goalkeepers. I mean, you look at Tom Heaton, who we thought was going to be our number one for, for the um, for the for foreseeable future um, last season and obviously had a really horrendous injury. But um, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. I can't say it being particularly high scoring. Um, Burnley don't seem to score more than one a game. Um, most of their wins this season have all been all been one nil. They had a golf against Fulham in the cup, um, scoring three, but I think that was against a very weak Fulham team. Um, but I think, you know, two teams in form, we've come back after COVID and we've still looked solid. Um, look, looked a little bit leggy at times, but I think um, game three, uh, I think uh, against Burnley should be um, back up to the full fitness. We've got John again back. Um, and I fancy this. I, th- I think I fancy a informed Villa. I fancy just the edge, edge past and inform, inform uh, Burnley. Yeah, because Nick Pope's been, been exceptional so far this season. You could make an argument for him being the best keeper in, in the Premier League so far this season. But like you say, I think I'd probably plump for Emmy Martinez. So he's been excellent. Probably should be England goalkeeper in the summer, but probably won't be. It's since Ben Mee's come back that they've, they've kind of gone back to the Burnley of old. Now that like you say, they didn't get off to the best of starts. But they've solidified now. They've got themselves going and they're, they're doing what Burnley do best. So it's going to be a really big ask for Villa. But Watkins is off the mark, which is a key thing now. I think he'd gone seven or eight games. No, he'd gone 10 games, in fact, without yeah. a goal. So massive for him to get on the score sheet against Newcastle. Yeah, another goal disallowed. But hopefully now he's got some confidence again. You could actually see the difference it made to him scoring that goal. You could see the relief in his celebration, couldn't you? Yeah, you could see it. And, you know, I, th- I think he was more... I never thought... I never thought he was lacking confidence. I just think he was frustrated. No. Um, you know, you could always tell, you know, players that lack confidence, they tend not to find themselves in the positions. He was constantly finding themselves in positions. He was constantly finding himself, you know, goals being ruled out. Even the West Brom goal, I, I forgot about that, that goal against West Brom that yeah. he scored. And we won 3-0, that was ruled off. So he should be pushing 12, 13 goals um, already this season. So, um, no, he looks, um, he's just a... He's, I think everyone wanted him to score on Saturday, and you know you called it um, during the week. You, you know last week you, you were pretty confident he would score, and um, 
And uh, I think everyone just wants to see him kick on and, and do well. But even when he wasn't scoring, like I said, I was never particularly worried because he offered so much. He offered so much for the team and um, the ball was was sticking with him and he was making runs into the channel and he was, you know, he was just involved. He was involved in everything good that we did going forward. And, um, you know, with the with the talent we have going forward now, you know, I said, I tossed it on on Saturday night. Like there's goals coming from all the pitch. And we're not just relying on Jack. We're not just relying on our on our our number nine. There's goals coming from all over the pitch, and you know El Ghazi's chipping in with four or five. Terry's now on five or six for the season. Um, Jack's chipping in. Uh, Barkley scored a couple. So there's there's goals coming from all over the pitch, and uh, yeah, I think um, I think you're going to run because after uh, after uh, the uh, the hat trick against against Liverpool, he, he found a, a bit of form and he went on a run and. Um, there's a stat this morning that all of his goals have come for Villa when Ross Barkley's been in the in the side, which yeah, I, I find someone, someone someone fed you that, didn't they? I think before the show. Yeah. yeah. Was that you? Yeah, I think I might. I think I might have said something to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is a great stat. So to have Ross back and uh, against um, against City there, uh, and then against Newcastle, he pops up and hopefully that'll be him now on a on a run. And, and um, yeah, it's uh, happy times ahead. Hopefully. Yeah, because Burnley's quite a tight pitch, isn't he? It can be a really tough game down there and having an extra player like Jack and, and now having Ross as well, that'll really open up the pitch a little bit more for Villa, someone who can find space in, in tight areas. And even though he's not quite been at it, which you would expect after so long out, he just does make a massive difference having him there, doesn't he, Ross Barkler? Yeah, he can just he can turn a game on a, on its head. He's just got that quality and um, he's he's just full of confidence. He knows, he knows how good he is. He, he believes in his own ability and... I think Jack just loves playing with him, um, and I think he loves playing with Jack. And there's a good, really good team spirit um, at the minute, and a really good um, understanding between those front four or five. Even if it's if Trez comes on, I thought he looked he looked really lively when he came on on Saturday. Um, Chori nice linked up and um, and and kind of really cemented his team. Or Gazi as well. He's he's been he's been dangerous. And even though Barkley hasn't played, and well, he hasn't played uh, in what two months, something like that. Yeah, prior to the Man City game, he. Kind of came in and and, and picked picked up pretty much where he uh, where he left off. Um, and I just think Barkley again. I just think it's 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 a bit of fitness. I just think he's missing a little bit of fitness. And um, you know, once we get up up to speed, uh, I think he'll he'll be back to the player that we saw um, when he first when he first arrived. And and again, to have to have McGinn's energy, I think back is um it's going to be massive. I just think I just think that energy. You know, I think we I think we missed it a little bit. As good as Nakamba was on on Saturday, I just think we missed. McGinn's box to box energy and, and the way he plays, he's so tenacious and he makes things happen. He not only can he tackle, but he can create. Um, so we, we we lack a bit of creativity as well and, and goals whenever um, McGinn's out of the side. So, you know, great to have him back on Wednesday. Yeah, on Twitter, Matt C has actually asked us if there's a case for starting the Canberra and McGinn together and just giving Louise a rest just because we're going to be, we're probably going to need some rotation over the next few games. It's not something that we've done this season, but. He kind of went over the ra- ra- sorry under the radar a little bit in the camp, didn't he? I don't think he really came up too much in our, in our post-match show a- after the game, but I didn't realise until I saw his stats. His stats were exceptional. I thought he was okay from, from what I saw with my eyes. I thought he was decent, but his his ball recoveries, his pass percentage was, was really high. Considering that's only his second Premier League start of the season, he did really well, didn't he? He did, yeah, but I think against Newcastle, I mean, they give our players all the time in the world. Let's be honest. Mm. I mean, you know, my my takeaway from that game was 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 training game. It was very much like a training game. 
Um, you know, it's going to be a different kettle of fish on Wednesday. Burley won't give us a second. They'll be at us. They'll be they'll be nipping around us. They'll be closing down. They'll be fighting for every ball. And I just think Nakamba sometimes can is his his maybe only downfall would be sends maybe dither on the ball a little bit and take take that extra touch. Where I think we need to go in full strength. I think we need to go in this game. Uh, you know, with with Luis, with McGinn, with Barkley, um, I don't think we can afford um, to be. I know we have to rest, but I just think I just think that the games are coming thick and fast. We've had we've had three weeks off. You know, the the, the players, although yeah, they had COVID and and, and they were um, maybe feeling a bit a bit fatigued. They, they hadn't played. They haven't played in, in essentially three or four weeks again prior to the Man City game. So they've had a bit of a a mini circuit break, so to speak. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think you know, you ask any manager, and, and they always say any players that that are that are in good form and, and that are confident just want to play. They want to play, and you know, you saw Jack, you saw Jack's reaction when he came off, and even Bartley's reaction when they came off on Saturday, which I actually I actually like because it shows a passion and a, and a desire to want to just play football. And um, you know, I think that speaks for itself. They just want to play football. They're they're enjoying the football, and um, and they're confident and they're playing well. So I think. For me, at this moment in time, you only take a player out of the team if they're if they're under underperforming. Yeah, and to be fair, not many of them have underperformed this yeah. season. I think you, you raise a valid point as well. I think Nakamba did have a lot of time on the ball against Newcastle. You won't get that time against Burnley, will you? Because they're, they're, they're just in your face. It's the way they play. They, they want to disrupt you. They want to be a little bit direct. But I think they actually add something to the Premier League. They're, they're a side I really like. As I say, I've watched a fair bit of them recently. I've had a couple of their players in my fantasy football team, so, so I've been watching them a bit more than, than I usually would. But they do add something to the Premier League, don't they? Something different. Listen, I, I've got a lot of respect for Burnley. I've got a lot of respect and a lot of time for uh, for Sean Dyche and the way the club's been run. I know they're just, they're just being bought over. Um, I don't know what kind of spending power their new owners have, but I know that they've been bought over and there's... Obviously, grand plans, but there's tell you what, there's four or five of those players in that Burnley squad. I would, I would happily take you know to name a few: um, Pope, Ben, me, uh, Tark- Tarkovsky. Uh, I really like Br- uh, Brian Hill. I really like uh, Dwight McNeil. I've said about Chris Wood. I think Chris Wood offers offers a lot. You know, well, he's I, not not in my fantasy football team offering me anything, Chris. No, he hasn't scored since he's been season, when, we were, when we were lacking, and when he was going for a bit of a drought, that that you know, I'd have gone for, maybe looked at, at, at making a cheeky bid for Chris Wood last um, last January. But um, now they've got a real a real good sort of ethic about them. You know, they they uh, they. They may not be pretty on the eye, but they're certainly they certainly never gave you an easy game. They never give you an easy game, and, and um, I think what they've the, what what they've done with Daesh and, and and the legacy he's built um, goes under the radar. You know, he's he's walked into that club and he's he's essentially done what he's done to, to Burnley the same way Arsene Wenger's done with Arsenal. You know, he's gone in there and completely transformed the club. Obviously, Burnley aren't as glamorous as Arsenal, but if you look at, at what he's done since he's been there and and he stabilised them into into uh, you know a real stable Premier League outfit. And yes, they may go on runs and and have and have um, they all flirt with relegation, but no, nah, they're they're uh, they're a solid Premier League outfit. And uh, I think um, I think when Dice finally decides to to move on, he'll have he'll have a list of clubs um, give him a ring because uh, he, he's a top manager. 
Yeah, I mean, they've got a settled side, haven't they? We've got a relatively settled side as well. And as you say, when you've got a settled side, you can get a good run going. I mean, Chelsea have got rid of Lampard. That's one of the problems he had. Absolutely just could not pick the same 11 week in, week out. Always changing things, trying to find the right formula. And, and Rory Dorgan on Twitter's asked us whether Lampard actually getting the sack, whether that helps us or hinders us in terms of keeping Ross Barkley. What, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I would probably have imagined there's been some kind of conversation had with Barkley regarding a summer transfer, I don't think if we if we were to buy him, we would we would we would buy him now. Well, why why would we buy him now when we've got him until the end of the season? Yeah, um, it all depends on on who comes in. Is it Thomas Thomas Tuchel cool. going to yeah, come in there? So, um, you know, you don't know. You, you don't know. It could be. Yeah, listen. There's a few players again from Chelsea. I would have, you know, we all know about Tammy. We all know about our relationship and, and our thoughts and feelings on on Tammy. Um, whether or not he becomes available, whether or not Tuchel likes him, um, it, it it I think it probably puts it with Barkley and, and maybe Abraham. I think it maybe puts it back a little bit. But it all depends on on what on what that new management come in and on what they decide. But I think he's probably too far down the pecking order anyway. Yeah, so I don't think it affects us. Chelsea, I don't think it affects us. Um, it just, I think it's defense. it depends how he plays over the next two or three months, whether or not we get him for 25 or 35 million. You know, I think that's just going to be the case of how he performs. If he stays fit, can we keep him fit? Can we get him performing on a regular basis? And can he break into that England squad? And if he can, then then um, then he'll, he'll, he'll want to stay. He, he won't want to go back to Chelsea. He'll want to stay and play with Aston, you know, play, play for Aston Villa. Um, instead of going back and being fourth or fifth choice. So, no, I can't see it being a massive issue. Well, at the time of recording, it looks like we're going to have a, another option as well coming into that midfield, perhaps for, for when Barkley is out. It's good to have that extra op- option in Morgan Sansa. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I know loads about him and that I've seen him play loads of times, because quite simply, I haven't. But from what it sounds like, we're getting a, a £30 million player, because I think that's what he was valued in the summer, for around 15, 16 million. And it, it seems like that's just something that Villa couldn't let go and it was something they wanted to do now. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think like any football manager or any football club, if the right deal comes up at the right time, you, you, you've got to take it. Um, I don't know anything about him at all. I mean, I know as much as you do. And uh, listen, I've had a little look on YouTube and I've, I've watched him closely. He seems to be be a real, I don't know, kind of like a John McGinn type player. Just appears in the box. Um Seems to score worldlies. Every goal I've seen has been an absolute worldly. Um, both fitted as well, from what I can gather. Um, and uh, just just seems to have an incredible engine on him as well. Uh, I know he's, he's very, very highly regarded. Um, not only even with, with Marseille fans, which which itself, if you can please the Marseille fans. I mean, my brother lived in Marseille for a couple of years. And um, and uh, so I would have always had a kind of a, a close eye on, on Marseille and, and I've been to the Stade Belgium. And uh, it's it's quite the place. Um, it's you know it's all that town talk about is is football. Um, it is it's they 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 live and breathe it. Um, and I tell you what, they they can be critical of their of their own players. So if you can appease the Marseille fans and please them and get them on side, then he's clearly doing something right because that uh, is one hostile, it's one hostile crowd to play in front of every, every week. So he's he's going to come with good pedigree, not only physically but I would like to think mentally as well. Um, because he's, uh, he, say, he'll have done that week in, week out from Marseille. Isn't there some top teams in, in that French league? And, and they come up against some top players. So um, what I've seen looks like an absolute player. Um, 
listen, hopefully you can settle in. I know he's mates with uh, Freddie, Freddie Gilbert, so hopefully they can um, create a little spark and a little bond and, and, and Freddie can help him settle in, settle in double quick. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have asked this, to be fair, and Sam Nugent is one of them. He's asking where, where Sanson's going to play. I mean, I would say it doesn't really matter. It's not something to worry about at the moment because we have got that settled eleven. But it makes sense to have someone come in now that perhaps you can bed in slowly. We're, we're in a fortunate position where we don't need people to hit the ground running straight away like we did this time last year. You get him settled now. By the time the summer rolls around, you've got a player that perhaps maybe you would have bought in the summer ready and adapted. And I think that's a key thing. And it's key to have extra options as well, isn't it? Exactly. And I think the way we're going to do our business very much is from because we obviously had that massive transition last year, which was needed, you know, 11, 12 players, whatever it was. Last summer was five, you know, won this window, maybe one more if something comes up. Oh, you you won that one more, don't you? I just want that striker. I just want that striker, whether it be a loan or a deal or a, or a, or a transfer. I just want that that one that one striker in. Um, but we seem to be a club that is going to build properly um, and take its time and, and build. For me, there's no better time to build a team than in the summertime. You know, tend to get that many... There's been a few. I think Suarez was, was purchased in January. There's been there's been a few players that have come in in January and, and, and hit the ground running. But it's quite rare that you get somebody that you bring in in January that kind of that kind of comes in and and, uh, and 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 takes off. But as you said, Danny doesn't need to come in and, and um, help us. I mean, you look at Samata last year when he came in, he had to come in and he had to score goals. He had to, and um, he didn't, and he didn't. Uh, you know, and that in itself would have been a massive pressure. Um, on his shoulders um, and uh, I think as you say with Sansom um, coming in he can come in there's a great he's walked into a great environment great team spirit team with that's high in confidence um, and uh, yeah we need you know I've always expressed my my kind of lack of of um, Oh, the lack of options that we have on the bench, and I, I, I was even saying it, you know, whenever we were we were winning at the start of the season, and even now when we're on a good run, I still think we need um, those that two, two, two or three, four more players to to um, to be able to compete and to have have a bench that we can look to and, and players that can come on and, and affect and affect the game. Um, and I think I think the way Smith plays is, you know, you talk about rotation. I mean, El Ghazi didn't get a game all, all season. Comes in. Plays five or six in the trot. Troy comes out, you know, comes out of the team. Trez gets injured. He then misses. Then then Troy comes back in. Then he plays four, four or five. You know, Sanson could come in. McGinn could pick up a, a suspension or whatever it may be. A little niggle. Sanson comes in, has a couple of really really outstanding games, and he stays in the team. And I think I think the way Smith will manage is is you know if you if you carry on performing. Then you'll stay in the team, and um, although we haven't rotated that heavily, there's been a few players that have that have come in and out of games for you know they've come in and out for maybe four or five games at a time, and and um, and it's you know and 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 you need that competition for places, and uh, certainly certainly him coming in will will um, will up everyone's game and give everyone a, a, an extra lift as well. I think it's it's decent to be fair now because I would have written a camber off if I'm being being totally honest, but now. You've seen him come in a couple of times, and he's done okay. I think as a squad option, he's, he's completely viable when, when people are missing. Sanson now is a is a good option. It, it seemed that Connor wasn't fancied at all, so he's essentially taking his place in the team. Connor wasn't being used. It appears that Sanson will be. Jacob Ramsey's making an, an emergence as well. He's someone I really really like, and I think the coaching staff are really fond of him as well. So, other than attack, where I accept there is an issue for the lack of depth at striker, 
there is good options to come in now on the wings as well. I mean, Al Ghazi scored four or five goals, and he hasn't started since since we came back from the COVID stuff. So we're in a relatively strong place, aren't we? Yeah, I do. I think I think we've got options across the pitch. Uh, we do have options all across the pitch. I think probably need a, another left back to to back up uh, Matty Target. Um, Not yet, though. That can wait till the summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm asking talking about in, in general. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can get to the summer. We can get to the summer with um, uh, with, with Target and, and, and Taylor as our as our, our left back options. But I, I think um, going forward and you know looking to the summertime, I think we we we've, we're still but we're still only f- four or five short. Like we. It's it's not a lot. I mean, we're 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 we we are so close to becoming. I honestly believe we are we are a couple of players away from trying to break into that top four. And you know, and I'm not one to try and you know go over the top. And no, I'm always not. I'm always like sort of when it comes to Villa, glass half half empty. And I said at the start of the season, I take twelfth. I thought twelfth was probably as as realistic as we could hope for. And in terms of anything, just. Being an improvement on last year, and, and and any any way that we can go into the last game of the season and and try and enjoy it for once, um, as opposed to every final game that we play over the last three or four years has has been a has been a a, a defining moment, you know. Um, so I just wanna I just want that that kind of I would happily take a a very very dull tenth finish, you know, or a, a very dull top twelve finish, and then you go again and. Um, and I think I think we are gelling. We're gelling as a, as, a, as a team a lot quicker than we thought. Um, and uh, we're certainly putting in, in the performances. And again, just credit to Dean Smith and the job he's done. Uh, I think you're seeing, you know, in Dice, Dice and Dean Smith, you're show, you're you're seeing what can happen when when um, owners of the football club um, stick with their managers and, and stick with um, the philosophy that their manager has. Um, because you know Smith went through a rough. Real rough patch last year, and it wasn't looking great. It wasn't looking great, and he and he'll be the first to admit that he is, he, you know, he isn't stupid. Um, but the fact that we that he kept us in the, in the division and, and we um, and we built again, um, the players the players and Smith they're all better for it. They're all better for it, and um, um, we're yeah, like I said, damn, we're only a couple of players away from being a real, real top top four top six team. What's the ceiling this season? What's your what your aims? A few people have asked where. Where we think we should be aiming to finish? What do you think? I mean, every game's tough. You know, every game is tough. I don't, I don't really go into any game and think it's going to be an easy three points. Um, maybe apart from Saturday night, but uh, yeah, so. uh, Dan, I don't know. I mean, how many times we we even did a pre, we even did like uh, score predictions, didn't we, at the start of the season? And we stopped that because we were just looking like mugs every week because you just couldn't couldn't call it. Um, yeah, I honestly cannot call it. I honestly cannot call it, and that's why I'm sort of saying. We're not going to get a better opportunity to maybe add one or two more in this window and try and push for that fourth place. You know, if we win our games in hand, where we 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 go we go fourth or fifth. Um, and I was thinking the other day, like we've already played City away, we've already played Chelsea away, we've already played United away, we've played Wolves away, we've played um, you know played some of the, played some top teams away from home. Leicester we played away and we've got results. Yeah. So a lot. A lot of these, a lot of the teams around us, we still have to play at home, and at home, I'd fancy it's against anybody um, at the minute. I know we had a little patch there after we won seven two against against Liverpool, but at home, honestly, I fancy it's against anybody. Um, so where can we finish that? Honestly, it, it could be, you know, it could be anywhere. I think, I think, well, I'll, I'll go by saying I think we'll finish top half. Yeah. Uh, which for me is a massive, massive improvement and a massive achievement if we can get in that top half and cement ourselves as a top half Premier League club. 
um, then who knows the kind of player we can attract next season. I think my thinking is you aim for around sixth or seventh. I think sixth is, is definitely achievable this season. I think the way the season's gone, it'd be nice to finish top six, wouldn't it, and say we're, we're a top six side. It's been a while since we finished that, that high in the league. The chance we've given ourselves by the, the first half of the season, I mean, we haven't even got halfway yet for Villa, have we? But the chance we've given ourselves in, in the opening to this season, like you say, you won't get a better chance to, to do something special and get yourself in that top six. And that would be massively ahead of schedule. So I'm looking at, you're aiming for sixth or seventh, but I'm like, yeah, I think we're definitely, we're definitely a top half side. The way the Sky Pundits are waxing lyrical about us, they're saying they want they want to get Villa as their game because they enjoy watching us. I think I think that's a massive thing. I think we're doing things the right way now, and I do think the sky's the limit for this side. So I think you're aiming for sixth or seventh, and that's an exceptional season, and you're a year or two ahead of where you thought you were going to be as a football club. So I think that probably does us for this week's preview. We will be back on Wednesday night with a purity post-match pint after the Burnley game, so make sure you're watching out for that. And don't forget about this BT Sport monthly pass as well. No 12-month contracts. You signed up for BT Sport for 30 days, 25 quid, no contract, and you'll get to watch three Villa games. So it sounds like a decent deal to me. And thanks for BT for sponsoring this show as well. We really, really appreciate it. Dolan and myself and some guests will be back Wednesday. Fingers crossed for three points for Villa. Up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.